Hi, Michelle Sparks with you, illuminating anorexia, eating, self and body issues. My topic today is the problem with porn culture. I have a question from one of my listeners and she says, wanted to ask you if you have any insight on the impacts of not only the media but porn as well. For the folks in relationships, and I am married, second time round, is it such an issue for people with ED? I recently found a good deal of it in my computer history, and I'm having a really hard time not feeling good enough. I didn't eat for a week the last time I saw it. Talked to my spouse about it, but it's apparent that he's a typical guy who likes to look at other women in that context. He doesn't understand. My rational mind knows it's ridiculous. But the disorder tells me to try harder, be thinner, be better. It hits on every trigger. Maybe a podcast topic for one day. So to my friend who's asking that question and to everyone else out there, as I said to this lady, um, I think the pornification of our culture is a huge player in the ongoing and escalating objectification of everybody and helpful to nobody including your husband. You know, there's a lot to say on this. I think anything that objectifies a person devalues them as a person. You know, when we are treated as object rather than person, you know, an object is something that you use, you may admire, you may put it on a shelf, you may um, throw it out, it may pass its use-by date, it may have value for a certain period or you may think it has no value. That's what an object is about and when things objectify people and I would submit that our current popular culture is very much um, in the process and it's an escalating process of objectifying people, making them appear as objects, we comment on people's bodies, body as object, rather than body as home. And I think the pornification of our culture is a big player in people's obsession with their body and perhaps the escalation of cosmetic surgery. And, you know, you see examples of cosmetic surgery going too far. People really... um, going to extremes with cosmetic surgery, not knowing where to stop with that. People getting, I'm going to speak, I'm coming up on my program, I have a really wonderful guest, Melinda Tankard-Reist, and she is an advocate, a writer, a speaker, and the co-founder of a group called Collective Shout, which is a grassroots organisation aimed at... um, you know, really vocalising and working against the sexualization and objectification of women and girls in our culture. And I'm going to be speaking to her on the program coming up, and I really invite you to listen into that. I know that she does a lot of work in schools, talking to young girls and boys, and she's really concerned about the way the pornification of our culture is affecting these young people and their relationships and the expectations of young males exposed to a pornified culture, the expectations that this brings to the relationships they are engaging in with young women, young women needing labioplasties and um, having to 
get rid of all their pubic hair because that's what ex- is expected from a porn culture. There's also there's a lot more violent uh, sexual injuries that are presenting from pornified sex of young people. I mean, you know, there's story after story, but I will let her tell those stories because she's talking to these young people in the school environment about their experiences. And she certainly has a lot of research to back her up into what we're seeing. But from my perspective, I think anything that objectifies a person takes away from their value, their full value as a human being, which comprises spirit, soul, mind, intellect in a body. And that body is our home. The body is home, not object. And when we treat the body as object and we comment on it as object and we get critical and punish it and pummel it and shape it and push it and and drive it then our body no longer we are not treating our body as our friend or as our home we are treating it as an object and we are letting other people treat it as an object I think that's a real danger because when we allow ourselves to be objectified we start to let other people use us or misuse us or abuse us as objects. So yes, I think the pornification of culture is a real serious player in the escalating objectification and devaluing of people for the wholeness. The whole person is getting diminished by a culture that focuses on the body as object, number one, but then sexualizes the body and therefore makes the body not just object in terms of appearance, but object in terms of performance or pleasure gratification that the body can give another. I think there are lots of layers here that are problematic. And I would say in the eating disorder space, in my view, the 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 heart of an eating disorder has to do with the way we value ourself, the way we esteem and value ourself, how we see ourself what we believe about our worth and value, which in turn impacts how we treat ourselves, how we treat our body and how we let other people treat our body, how we do relationships with others, how we, um, uh, how we behave in and towards our world, how we see ourselves shapes everything. So if we are not seeing our whole value as a whole person created with worth and dignity, created by love, to experience love, to know love, and to actually be a vehicle that can express love, to be one that not only receives love, but gives love, and not only receives nurture, physical and emotional, but gives nurture, physical and emotional, healthy relationships. It all comes down to the way we see ourselves, what we believe inside, in our heart of hearts, about our worth and value. And when body is objectified and then body is sexualized and objectified, I think we are moving further and further away from the heart that needs to know that who you are by design is enough. You don't have to um, bend yourself out of shape 
You do not have to punish yourself or be punished or receive abusive, punishing relationships. You are a person with thoughts and feelings and understandings and experience and opinions that you need to be able to give voice to, not to feel that you are an object to be acted upon, but that you are um, not object, you are subject. You are not object. You are subject. You are the one that is living in your skin, thinking your thoughts, feeling your feelings, having your opinions about what is going on around you, to you and inside you and able to express that in healthy ways that also respects the rights of others to express what is true for them, how they see and think and feel about themselves and the world in which they live. So it's a really, it's a place of worth and value that gives respect and respects oneself. Very important. The other thing that I think is really at issue here is that the pornification of our culture, I think, gives rise to some real insecurity, not just body insecurity, but self-insecurity. Because if you see yourself as object and as possibly the object of upon which violence can be wrought or things that you do not like, things that hurt you, things that you do not consent to, then that's going to make you anxious if you feel like you are going to be used, abused and thrown away when your use-by date has been passed. That is going to give rise to a lot of anxiety. There is a lot of anxiety that is being experienced in young people and older people about their bodies and about their security within their bodies, within their relationships. And I do think the pornification of our culture is not helping this. And you may think porn is um, not harmful. I'll get into that with Melinda when we talk. And, um, you know, I've, I've been across this platform for some time and actually listened to a lady that um, Melinda brought out from the States, Gail Dines, and she does a lot of work in this area as well. And she was talking about how easy, how easily people move from kind of a soft level of porn into harder and harder levels of porn, including things that, you know, they never expected themselves to get involved with when they first started out just viewing pornified images. They can find themselves going down a track and behaving in ways and with things, animals, etc. That, you know, I don't want to get into that territory too much. I don't want to disturb you too much before time. I'll let Melinda speak to this. But, you know, people can find themselves on a slippery slope with this stuff. And, um, yeah, I think we are seeing the ramifications of the hypersexualization and pornification of our culture. I think we are seeing the ramifications of that in body insecurity, in self-insecurity, in self-harm, in, uh, I hate to say it, domestic violence, violence, anorexia, people thinking that their rights are more important than just being able to consider another person as a human being. That's the whole thing right there, to consider others as valuable, as having worth, as deserving of respect, of being able to hear what is important to them. And to my listener who wrote this particular one, you know, I think it's really important. It, it requires maturity and a maturity to be able to um, promote healthy, mature, beautiful relationships where we can really build on what is consensual and life-affirming. You know, I think 
the tricky element in a lot of what we see going on is that the marketers are incredibly smart because you know there is that part of love which in the Greek is called eros or erotic love and I think it's really natural that we desire to be desired and to enjoy that part of our nature that is erotic and sensual and sexual. And you know, in my opinion, that erotic part of our nature is best experienced and expressed within the safety, and I, I use that word deliberately, of a committed and loving relationship that honors, respects, and is mature enough to dialogue around and do the hard yards involved in understanding what is consensual, uplifting, and life-affirming for the person we profess to love. To me, that is healthy relationship. And I think the trick here is that in a lot of the pornified images and the marketing, it's very cleverly marketing to us. It's marketing to that side of us that desires to be desired, to enjoy that erotic part of our nature. And it's presenting it in gloss and shiny lights, etc. But it's actually not showing. It's 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 out of focus. It's not in context. It's actually not giving us the whole picture, which we are seeing people experiencing violence, people experiencing pornified sex that does not honour, respect or take into account that other person's value and opinion and mutuality, con consensus, all those issues. So to my friend who wrote this particular question, as I said before, I think the objectification of people hurts everybody and benefits nobody. And that would include, you know, your, your husband and those pornified images that he is watching. And you know, you might think, Michelle, you've been a bit of a wowser on that factor, but the, the fact that you are feeling lousy and you have expressed this to your husband and that he is not really taking that into account, that is where I think the problem is. And I do look forward to interviewing Melinda Tankard-Reist on this subject and particularly looking at how we can help our young people develop a healthy sense of their sexuality in this pornified culture. So look forward to hearing your questions, your feedback. Subscribe, rate, review the podcast. Love to hear from you. Michelle at michellesparks.com. And until next time, travel well.